0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21.
1: Today on the show, sorting through your stickiest holiday problems, from parents who guilt trip to rude relatives to what to do about unnecessary gift giving. It's that oh-so-special time of year, and this is Dear Life Kit from NPR. Dear Life Kit.
2: Dear Life Kit. Dear Life Kit. Dear Life Kit. I have a question for you.
1: This is Dear Life Kit from NPR. How can I become a better caretaker?
2: How do I deal with my parents' unrealistic expectations?
1: And we're getting personal. I'm catching feelings for someone, but they're married. I'm your host, Andy Tagel. Every episode we answer one of your most pressing and intimate anonymous questions with expert advice.
0: You have to decide, what kind of space do I want for myself for the holidays? And it's up to you how long you want to engage.
1: That's today's expert, John Kim. John is a licensed therapist, life coach, and host of The Angry Therapist, a podcast he uses to deliver self-help in a shot glass. Today, we're excited to have our favorite angry therapist here to help us keep our cool this holiday season. Stay tuned.
2: Noom understands that not everyone is starting from the same place and takes that into account. With their first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, you can find a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor Pluralsight. Looking to get certified in cloud, dig into data analytics, or pave a new career path in AI? Pluralsight skills can get you there whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro. Build in-demand skills in everything from cybersecurity to software development, and then use those skills to confidently take your career to the next level. Visit Pluralsight.com pod and try it for free. This message is brought to you by Apple Pay. Fussing with plastic cards should be a thing of the past. Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the wallet app and you're good to go.
1: Okay, John, here's our first question. Dear Life Kit, Our group of really close friends have been getting each other gifts for years. Since we live in different cities and don't know one another's taste that well anymore, the gifts we tend to get are bad. We mean well, but we've all changed a lot. At this point, I'd rather they keep the money and treat themselves to something nice instead. Do we have to keep doing this every year to not hurt one another's feelings? Signed, Friendly Finances. Okay, so this sounds like a case of the ugly Christmas sweater, John. Um, Yes,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) What can these close friends do? You know, in a case like this, you definitely don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. uh, But this also seems like a super wasteful tradition. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, uh, as a therapist, I'm trained to look deeper. And I think this is a great exercise for this person to be open and communicate with their friends, and just say, "Hey, I'm not feeling this anymore. Let's do something different," or she or he can say, um, "Let's limit it to like ten dollars, or let's do a, let's do something fun and kind of switch it." But I think the value here is for her to stop doing something that she doesn't like doing and actually uh, express herself, her truth, you know? And she may be surprised that everyone else feels the same way, just they're all scared to, to stop this tradition.
1: Yeah. Money can be such yeah. a such a sensitive yeah. topic, especially among friends. Any other thoughts on how we can navigate talking money with our closest friends?
0: When it comes to money, I mean, depending on what like her relationship with money is, but I like that the spirit of gift-giving is less about money and more about fun so coming up with some kind of game where it becomes fun again you know uh and because they live now they've moved on they live in different cities and i I think the friendship has faded a little bit so um just kind of giving these random gifts when they don't know each other that well anymore i think is uh holding on to the past that's what it is you know
1: Right, in a way that we don't need to. I like that. So I'm hearing like, you know, be creative, have some fun with it. Don't do it just for the sake of doing it. Nobody else needs more tchotchkes in their house just because.
0: Yes, and I would say uh, once this person does this, take a black light to the rest of your life and ask if you're doing a version of this and not speaking up in other areas because chances are you are.
1: <laughs> Oof, that is a lot of work for, for the holiday season.
0: Yes, it is a lot of work. <laughs> <Sprints>. <laughs> um,
1: Okay, question number two. Dear Life Kit, I'm single and my parents keep guilt tripping me into using all my vacation time on visiting them for the holidays. I love my parents, but my only vacation time is Christmas and New Year's, and I have other things I want to do with my time off. When I brought this up, my mom said, you could have left any time. You're an adult. Of course, my married brother isn't expected to come by for more than a day. How do I visit my parents without getting stuck? Sincerely, Needs Space. Okay. John, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like guilt and the holidays are kind of synonymous for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know why that is? It's because the relationship dynamic we have with our parents, those tracks are so deep that it doesn't matter who you are. You could run a fortune 500 company and be super successful. You go home for Thanksgiving and you snap back into the 15 year old trying to climb out the window. And so know that that dynamic is powerful and you have to make an effort to to draw boundaries, right? I always say that it's okay to send mom to voicemail. It doesn't mean that you don't love that person. Um, I come from two Korean parents who um, were very naggy, controlling, and, and they were always barking orders. And my dad used to guilt trip me and say, you, you didn't get straight A's. Well, we came here for you. You got to study harder. And so... Um, I'm very familiar with guilt tripping. You have to draw boundaries. And if you want to do something else for the holidays, it's okay. You can do it. Uh, of course, there's going to be feelings. Of course, you're going to feel guilty. And I think the work is for you to work through that guilt because your parents are they are not going to disown you because you didn't come home for Christmas. You should communicate it. You got to do it responsibly. Um, but you got to give yourself permission to give yourself that space. No one else is going to do it for you.
1: So what is the, what do those boundaries look like? What do they sound like? And is it possible to set those boundaries without hurting your parents' feelings? Or do you just have to accept that someone's feelings are going to get hurt?
0: I think people's feelings are going to get hurt. And I don't think you just set boundaries without communicating. So I think you have to say, hey, mom or dad, uh, for this holiday, I'm I got invited to this. Or I don't feel like coming to the family thing. Um, and just be honest, you know, and say, hey, this is what I think I need. I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings. And then it's on them. And then if the way that they take it, or if they suddenly twist that or guilt trip you, that's their stuff, not yours to own. Or or you can, you know, shorten the trip, or you could right? it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Or you could uh, go and then spend, you know, three, four hours with family and do other things. You, know, you could design Design it where uh, you are drawing boundaries, but they don't have to be so like hard, you know.
1: Another thing I want to note here is that the single married comparison that this listener makes, right? I think it's fair to say if you're single in a family full of couple people and and parents, been there before, you'll likely be the first one to be asked to bend your schedule, right? Um, Should single friends and family have to be more flexible,
0: no. <laughs> no, I don't think being single or in a relationship or having kids, I don't, I, none of that has to do with anything. Some, some single people are some of the busiest people I know because they're out being single on purpose. They're out building a new life. They're out traveling and all that.
1: Yeah. So there should be no qualifiers. Everyone should respect everyone yes. else's time.
0: Yes. I like that a lot. Yes.
1: Um, okay. John, question number three, the last one. Here we go. Dear life kit. A family member has been making hurtful comments during family gatherings the last few years. They make comments about someone's outfit or activities they don't want to do. Once, it escalated when they loudly expressed annoyance at another family member's disability. I'm not sure how to handle it. Firing back with matching snark seems like it would only escalate things. But ignoring or deflecting these comments leaves me feeling like I'm being bullied. What should I do? Signed, had enough. So it's one thing if the comments are being made about you or to you specifically, but in this case, it sounds like this person is just generally being a jerk. So, what's the obligation for a letter writer to speak up here?
0: I think if the snarky uh, comments are about other people, I would stay out of it because the environment, the other people also affected by it, will it'll it'll play itself out, right? Um, so, I would not participate in that. I think you're just adding uh, gasoline to the fire. If those snarky comments are pointed at you, that's different. I think you do have, um, a right to protect yourself, you know, and I wouldn't hit back with another, uh, snarky comment because then you're just meeting them where they are. Right. And of course that can be reactive and explosive. I would be more curious and I would say, um, what do you mean by that? Or if you know this person really well, uh, Hey, that kind of hurt my feelings. Like, I'm curious, why did you say that, you know? And 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 this is what most people don't do. Instead of going under, they fight back and they say, you know, oh, you called me this. Oh, well, let me tell you what you are. And nothing gets resolved and feelings are hurt and people just leave um, swinging verbally, you know?
1: Hmm. At what point is enough enough? You know, when do we draw a line? When do we uninvite? If, you know, let's say it's our dinner that we're hosting. When do you uninvite the family member? Or when do you say, I'm just not going to show up anymore?
0: That's a really great question. I think uh, if the, the space gets toxic, right? If it gets, and it doesn't have to get to the level of people throwing chairs, but um, if like in this case, if it's mean-spirited, right? So you have to decide mm. what kind of space do I want for myself for the holidays? And if it's not your place, then you should uh, excuse yourself, right? If it is your place, there should be rules and you should let people know, hey, there isn't going to be character assassination. There isn't going to be things that hurt people's feelings. We're going to have a good time. You should kind of set the tone and the rules because it's your house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing through through all of this, through all of these questions, that you you are the keeper of your own peace. You have to protect your own peace. You decide, you know, like you, you have to set the lines for yourself about what is okay and what's not okay. You don't have to go along with things just because you've been doing them that way or because your parents say that they want you to. You're an adult and you can make the rules for yourself. Does that all sound about right?
0: Yes, that uh, I think you hit the, the nail on the head. And if you find yourself in these situations every holiday – uh, instead of blaming the family or the people or the whatever, um, take ownership. You know, what What are you doing to contribute to this happening every holiday season? Um, what do you need to change? What boundaries do you need to draw? How can you redesign this? So, that, you know, because you, you do have the power.
1: I like that a lot. John, before I let you go, for every episode, we ask our experts for the best piece of advice they've ever received.
0: I would say, and uh, this sounds arrogant, it's actually from me. <laughs> so it's not something that I received, but it's something I wanted to pass along that I say, okay, change the temperature of the room. So when I go into spaces where they feel unsafe or chaotic or whatever, um, yes, you could, of course, exit and draw boundaries, but you also can challenge yourself to change the temperature of the room. You could also go in by uh, setting a new tone, asking different questions, think jokes, energy, you can change the temperature of the room. And I think there's something really empowering about that.
1: If you've got a question for us, you can find the Dear Life Kit submission page at npr.org slash dear We'd love to hear from you. And if you love Life Kit and want more, subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash life newsletter. This episode was produced by Beck Harlan and Sylvie Douglas with scripting and production help from our intern Jamal Michelle. Bronson R. Curry is the managing producer and Megan Kane is the supervising editor. I'm Andy Takel. Thanks for listening.
2: This message comes from EarthX. The EarthX 2024 Environmental and Sustainability Congress of Conferences is happening in April and brings together all sides with one important mission, protect the planet. Go to earthx.org to register.